What's up, everybody? It's your boy Joshua Edwards, live from live from my very own sunroom. This is season three, episode forty-three of Joshua's Proximity. Man, we are officially one third of the way through the NFL regular season. That was the end of week six that we just witnessed on this past week. The basketball season kicks off tonight. Uh, the Yankees versus the Guardians finally put an end to the ALDS on tonight. And the National League Championship Series begins tonight, man. So much more of all of that and then some on this episode, episode 43 of Josh's Proximity. Right now, <clears throat> I just stated that we are one-third of the way through the NFL season. We are six games in, and we know what some NFL teams are. We know that the Packers, the Bucks, the Rams, the Broncos, and yes, even the Raiders, we know what these five teams are one-third of the season. The Green Bay Packers, they are not a very good football team. They are average, average at best. Below average on, on, on occasions here and there, if Aaron Rodgers does not play to, you know, MVP type level, even if he does play to his MVP caliber, they're still average at best. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they just flat out stink offensively. Play with them on Madden last night. They suck, and it is a, a direct correlation between Madden and real life right now as we're talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Los Angeles Rams, they stink. Okay, I understand that they won the Super Bowl. Everybody wants to go ahead and give Matthew Stafford his Hall of Fame speech, that he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. This guy's a once-in-a-lifetime generational talent. The Rams stink. They flat-out suck. Offensively, it's Cooper Cup or die. They're about to trade Cam Akers. This team sucks. When you look at the Denver Broncos, they're in shambles. Ryan Hackett does not deserve to be a head coach in the National Football League, and that's okay. He is. He might be a, a great offensively, a offensive mind from an offensive coordinator standpoint, but he does not deserve to be an NFL coach in the National Football League. The Las Vegas Raiders, what are they? I mean, we know exactly what they are when we're talking about they have a very good run game, very good receiver. But for some reason, the Raiders only have two wins to show for all of that talent. These five teams, we know what they are. These five teams obviously had the most hype surrounding them going into the football season. And they're just not very good football teams as we are currently sitting here talking on today. And that's okay. These have to be the most five disappointing teams in the entire NFL right now. Ladies and gentlemen, I do not see it getting better. When you look at the Green Bay Packers right now, they struggle offensively. I mean, from top to bottom, we don't know what they're calling offensively. Nobody can get any separation from the receiver standpoint. They have completely abandoned the running game, and defense – Guys were telling me, even I believe so, last year they were top seven defensive team. But they've gotten worse on each phase of the, on the football field. 
Last week, they gave up a block punt for a touchdown. They're not moving the ball at all offensively. Defense, they can't get a stop. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A lot of these people had this team going back to the to the uh, Super Bowl. But, I mean, what, what the hell are they? They have a running game here and there with uh, Leonard Fournette. The receivers cannot get any separation. Chris Godwin, I'm, I'm amazed that he's even playing right now, coming back from an ACL injury. <laughs> and he is performing, oh, excuse me. And he is performing at a top level right now, but they can't get any separation on the outside. Offensive line is terrible. The Rams, they're just, they are just awful. They are just awful on, on, in, in ways that I cannot explain on the offensive side. The Broncos, Ryan Hackett, I'm tired of these dudes playing on Monday night football, Thursday night football, and Sunday night football. How many times are we going to continue to watch the Broncos play in primetime? I mean, last night was an eyesore. The, the Los Angeles Chargers ended up winning the game on a game-winning field goal in overtime, but... It is an eyesore to watch the Denver Broncos, and it's not supposed to be. They have good receivers. They have a good defense. I don't know if it's Russell Wilson. I don't know if it's Ryan Hackett. Well, I do know it's Ryan Hackett, but Russell Wilson looks cooked. He looks fried, man. Everybody was talking about last year, let Russ cook. Well, good grief, I understand why Pete Carroll didn't want him to cook. He, his best meal right now might be hamburger helper, and he might even burn that damn dish. That team looks atrocious. I'm spitting in everything up here, man. It, it looks real smelly and real nasty in Denver. But this is what happens when expectations do not turn into reality. This is what happened when you get that fine girl that you thought was going, her breath was going to smell fine. And she opens her mouth and she starts talking to you and you see her teeth is all jacked up. Or you smell her breath and she got halitosis. Expectations versus reality. And the reality is these five teams stink. I just want to talk about one of the best things that I have seen from this past NFL season. Right now, the best football is being played in New York. The New York Jets are 4-2. and two. The New York Giants are, are surprising 5-1. and one. And the Buffalo Bills, I mean, they're the best team in football. Then I don't know what's going on in New York City. I don't understand what they're drinking up there. It's probably the rats that they got up there. But these three teams are playing outstanding football. Once again, a New York team shuts out Aaron Rodgers once again a New York team that is favored that's not favored to win against the Green Bay Packers go and they whoop on the Green Bay Packers ladies and gentlemen the New York Giants and the New York Jets are for real I think a lot needs to be said especially about the New York Giants the fact that you hold Lamar Jackson once again, a guy that's looking to get the money that he deserves. When you hold that team, you're down 10 points, six minutes left in the fourth quarter, and you come back to win that game. That says a lot about the culture that they, that they have in New York and New York football giants. 
when the Jets, who saw them being four and two? I mean, everybody did. At least I believe that Sauce Gardner, along with Aiden Hutchinson, was going to be one of the front runners for Defensive Player of the Year. But they also look like they got the Offensive Rookie of the Year in Brees Hall. They have the best two rookies right now in football, and it ain't close. Sauce Gardner is a lockdown corner. He's a top five corner right now. Brees Hall is a top five running back as we are sitting here talking. I mean, Brees Hall can do it out the backfield. He can do it in the receiving game. Sauce Gardner, he looks like everything that was advertised. He, he, he has the swag. He can lock you up, and he's playing outstanding football. That's the that's number one prolific corner on the outside. But I just want to just change topics just a little bit. The NBA season is about to kick off, and I'm going to be honest with you. It's really hard for me personally to watch NBA games during the NFL season. The NFL Sunday falls on Christmas this year. It is going to be very hard for me to watch basketball games when the National Football League is just going to be on. It's just hard. I don't know what it is. I've been that way for a while now, but it's starting to become extremely glaring now. And there is a good matchup on tonight. We got the 76ers versus the Boston Celtics on TNT. Obviously, you know that they always kick it off on TNT. And then the West Coast game, the Lakers versus the Warriors on TNT as well. I don't know what to think of the NBA season. I don't know. Right now, my NBA favorite to win it all has got to be the, the, the Warriors. They bring everybody back. I understand that they had a little scuffle between Draymond Green and Jordan Poole, but they're the defending reigning champs. They have Stephen Curry, who is a top 10 player all time. If he wins another championship, we are really going to have to consider moving him at least in the top seven, if not the top five. If he wins another championship, he might be considered the greatest point guard of all time. And that's not a stretch. That's not a reach. And I think that we need to start looking at that, you know, with a different different set of lenses. <clears throat> on these two matchups on tonight, man, I definitely have I – like, I like the 76ers to beat Boston. I understand what Boston represents, but they're missing their head coach. We don't know what that defense is going to look like now. Um, so give me the 76ers in this matchup. Lakers versus Warriors. The Warriors, I got the Warriors at least by 15-plus points on tonight's contest. <clears throat> now let's, let's switch it over to baseball. I can admit when I was wrong. I don't think anybody has seen what they have saw in the MLB playoffs so far this year. Coming out of the, the NL. The National League right now is the Padres and the Phillies in a championship game. And right now in the ALDS, we have the Guardians versus the New York Yankees. Game five on tonight. My Yankees need to pull it through in order to play the Houston Astros in a championship game. And it's going to be an amazing game, I believe. I'm looking for another 4-2 contest, Yankees. We are playing in the Bronx. Um, if not, I'm looking at least 6-2, 4-2 Yankees on this contest. And in the NLS matchup in that series, whoo, man, the Phillies look good at home. I'm going 
with Bryce Harper and them guys advancing to the World Series, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it will be Bryce Harper's first time getting to the World Series. So I like in the National League, Padres versus Phillies. Give me the Phillies in six games. I believe that the ALCS championship game is going to be the Astros and the Yankees. Hopefully the Yankees win on tonight. And if they do, give me the Yankees in seven. And uh, World Series, Phillies versus Phillies versus Yankees, man. I almost said Phillies versus Astros, but I'm going Phillies versus Yankees for the World Series. But forget all that little small talk and everything. Let, let's transition back to the NFL and talk about my Super Bowl favorites right now. The Bills, early coming into this season, I said that they were going to win it all. They definitely look like the favorites coming out of the AFC. And right now, the best team in the NFC is the Philadelphia Eagles. Right now, these two have to be the two Super Bowl favorites, uh, at least in order to make it to the Super Bowl right now, Bills versus Eagles. MVP race, is it's in this order if you ask me. Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and Saquon Barkley. I think that we have to start including running backs. I understand that... The MVP is going to be handed out to a quarterback, but they need to start changing these awards around. If we're going the most valuable player right now, it has to be at least Saquon Barkley. He has to be in that discussion. He's not the favorite, my favorite right now for MVP, but I'm just saying he at least needs to be in the com- included into the conversation. But right now it's Josh Allen, and it ain't close. I don't care if Jalen Hurts goes undefeated, if they're 13-0, 13 games in, the only way I can see Josh Allen losing this MVP race is if he goes out the next three weeks and puts up some terrible numbers. Right now, he's playing at a different level. The Buffalo Bills are by far the best team in the National Football League. I understand that they lost to the Miami Dolphins down in Miami, but this team, this guy, best player, Best team, best player on the best team, Josh Allen, MVP front runner. Now, the moment that everybody has been waiting for, my NFL top 10 hierarchy, let's get it. And number 10, the Baltimore Ravens. At some point, we got to start looking ourselves in the mirror. Lamar Jackson is not above reproach. I understand he's a black quarterback. I understand he needs to get his money But we have got to stop being fans at some point in time. He is not above reproach. He is not above scrutiny. He is not above criticism. He is playing awful in the fourth quarter of each game. Every game this year, they have at least had a double-digit lead at some point in time. And they're three and three. I don't want to hear about the damn defense. I don't want to hear about the receivers on the outside. When you go and you're... Interviewing Deshaun Jackson, a 35-year-old veteran receiver, and you're trying to look to add him to your roster, it says a lot about the organization. It says a lot about Lamar Jackson. It says a lot about the offense. Number 10, the Baltimore Ravens. Number 9, the Dallas Cowboys. Finally, we can stop all of this hype about Cooper Rush. The Eagles have laid it to bed through three picks. He got exposed. This is what the guy is. He's a jag. Number 9, Dallas Cowboys. Number eight, the Cincinnati Bengals. Another 3-3 three and three team. Uh, offensively, we know what they're about. 
They have got to do a better job protecting Joe Burrow defensively. They got to create create more turnovers. I'm still not liking what I'm seeing, but at least they're in the top 10. Cincinnati Bengals number eight. Number seven, the Los Angeles Chargers. They're a 4-2 football team. They look awful. Brad Staley, Brandon Staley is going to mess around and lose his job. You continue to keep going for these fourth downs. You can, keep, you can continue to not take the extra point, not take the field goals. You're going to mess around and lose your job. Number seven, the Los Angeles Chargers. Number six, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. The New York football Jets are a much better team than we've all expected. This team is for real. This team can play defense. This team is well coached by Robert Sala. This team is 4-2 for a reason. It is not jaded. It is not a facade. It's not a, a fake rock, a, a genie ball, whatever you want to say. This team is for real. Number six, the New York Jets. Number five, the New York football Giants. This team Brian Dayball, coach of the year, not even close. Saquon Barkley, offensive player of the year, comeback player of the year, and even MVP discussion needs to start happening around that man. Right now, number five, the New York football Giants. Number four, the Minnesota Vikings. When you look at their schedule, who have they really beat? They're five and one, but I'm not too convinced, man. They're starting to remind me of the Tennessee Titans of last year. 14 or 12 and 4, whatever the 12 and 5, whatever the Tennessee Titans were last year. But I'm starting to look at their schedule. And when you start to put it up like this and you're looking at it, there's not a lot of nice wins on there. So number four, Minnesota Vikings. Number three, Kansas City Chiefs. There is no shame in losing to the best team in football. And there's no shame losing four points. There's no shame in losing to the front runner. For MVP uh, in Josh Allen. Number three, Kansas City Chiefs. Number two, the Philadelphia Eagles. They have checked off every box. They can do it offensively. They can do it defensively. Arguably have the best two cornerbacks in the entire NFL. Defense is stout. They took N'Kobe Dean in the second round. And he's not even seeing the field at the linebacker position. That lets you know how deep they are on defense. How for real they are on defense. A.J. Brown has made life-changing elevation to Jalen Hurts, number two, the Philadelphia Eagles. And number one, the Buffalo Bills. By far the the best team in the NFL. They have the best player right now currently in the NFL, best player in fantasy football, number one, Bills. Ten Ravens, nine Cowboys, eight Bengals, seven Chargers, six Jets, five Giants, four Chiefs, Four, the Vikings. Three, the Chiefs. Two, the Eagles. Number one, the Bills. And to close it out, just like we normally do, man, let me go ahead and read my predictions heading into this week. Thursday night football, Saints versus Cardinals. Man, I need to start circling these games. Saints versus Cardinals. DeAndre Hopkins is back. Michael Thomas might not be cleared. Marshawn Lattimore might not be cleared. Give me the Cardinals. Browns versus Ravens. I really got to start thinking about these games, man. I guess I got to go with the Ravens. Bucks versus Panthers. Bucks, Panthers are now, they're, they're in conversation for the first pick. 
Uh, Falcons versus Bengals. Give me the Bengals in this matchup. Lions versus Cowboys. I'm going Lions right here. Giants versus Jags. Give me the Giants. Packers versus Commanders. Oh, man. I'm going to Packers. Colts versus Titans. Give me the Titans in this matchup. Raiders versus Texans. Raiders. Jets versus Broncos. Are we going to let the Broncos cook? Russ cook? Give me the Jets. Chiefs versus 49ers. This is going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, two great tight ends. Two offensive-minded coaches. Whoo! I like, I like Kansas City, though. Seahawks versus Chargers. Give me the Chargers, man. Hopefully Keenan Allen can come back. Steelers versus the Dolphins Sunday night. Ah, give me Miami, man. And Monday night football, I don't understand how the Bears, the Commanders, and even the Broncos are getting primetime games. But give me the Patriots in this matchup. And uh, that's how we are going to conclude episode 43 of Josh's Proximity, man. I'm blessed and highly favored. I just, I'm just, I'm excited just to come on here and every week and just, uh, you know, just talk sports, man. Love you guys. Josh's Proximity, we out.